us can be ready here in just a little bit to uh, for the many, 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 many people that are going to want to give testimony. But let me start off by reading something that we got uh, in the mail. Uh, and it's actually for my sister. Uh, she says, Dear North Belt, I am so grateful for the food that was provided for my family after Rod passed away. Never would I have thought how helpful that would be for us. This provision lasted for days and fed many people. Thank you. Thank you for your generosity. Our family is also grateful <clears throat> for uh, the use of the church building where Rod's memorial service could be held. It was a beautiful sight to see all the people that came to celebrate his life. Blessings, Carolyn. So this came to the church. It's for the church, and I think it's good to have the church here. So what was the message about today? We're, I'm just going to start there, and then we're going to move in. What was the message about today? And Kara, you'll never know how encouraged I am that you remembered that falling off point. I mean, I, I'll remember that as long as I can remember that that you that you got that and that's just that just shows you're really paying attention because see I was thinking down the road but you were thinking about when I fell off the wagon so um, so uh, what was the message about today anybody just want to kind of, in seminary they would say uh, this is a, a a statement in other words you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna tell them what you're gonna be telling them. Um, so what, what was I trying to tell you today in summary? What was I trying to communicate to you today? And that whole message lasted 40 minutes or whatever, 35. What was I trying to communicate to us today as a church? What, what is the, the, if you could say it in a sentence, what is the message? Anybody? Okay, Dan, and then we'll go, we'll, and then we'll go Nathan and then Kara, Okay. Okay, he's going to meet, God's going to meet all of our needs. Okay, Nathan? Oh, you were signaling to him. Okay, I thought you were wanting to uh, tell me how sorry you felt for me or something. But anyway, I'm just kidding. I'm just, I'm just picking. It's Sunday night, you know, and on Sunday night I get really carried away. All right, Kara, what was the message about? What do you think, what were we trying to say? What is, the, if you were to summarize, you try to tell somebody, we heard a message today, what was it about? Basically what he said, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. Okay, so while you got the mic, can you think of any way that God in your family, in your life, have you, do you know of any way that specifically when it seemed almost impossible that God's done something? You have any thoughts? Well... June reminded me of this. We went to the store yesterday, and this is, well, it's a big deal to her. Sure. She's been wanting a baseball glove, so we went to the thrift store yesterday, and I said, let's go see if they have a glove there. I mean, what are the chances? And there on the shelf was a little pink and gray glove for $2, and it was perfect for her. So God hey. met that need in her. Well, amen. And she <laughs> and look, she's what do you want to say? Oh, she's passing it back. Okay. But see that 
if, if we could listen, and seriously, that seems like a small thing to us, but that's the very example I'm trying to get across, that everything we do, we need to see it that God's opening or closing doors. Everything. That you see God providing, and God is, He's kept His word. I mean, what if, what if there are things that are, are bad? I mean, things happen that are uncomfortable, things that you don't like, things that you, you know, if you were to draw it up, you would not want it to be that way, but it is, we still have to take it from God's hand. Yes, ma'am. Reminded me that we went to the thrift store for two purposes, to find Juna Glove and to look for him some cowboy boots. And what else was on the next shelf but boots in his size, <laughs> look, perfect he's, price he, for him. Look, so. he's holding them up, y'all. <laughs> you got to see that. <laughs> Good. Well, I mean, the boots in his size. You know, see, you've had better, I don't, when I use the word luck, I don't mean it like that, but you have better luck than I had this week because I went into a, a store to look for some boots because I'm wearing mine out. And I was in there 35 minutes and I didn't get one person that worked in the store even come talk to me to help me find a pair of boots. So I left without buying any. But you've walked in and you've got your size and the whole thing. So I guess you have a, a yeah, there you go. I like those too. And I'm going to tell you, when I get some new ones, I'm going to start wearing them behind this pulpit. I'm just, I'm tired of being a hypocrite. Now then, y'all have got to get serious. Um, so what's the message? What is the message? What If you're trying to tell somebody God's going to meet your need, you say, but I'm destitute, I'm living under a bridge. Is God going to meet a need? Yes, ma'am. All right. Miss Petty, real quick. I don't mean real quick. I didn't mean it that way. But. Um, I, I know a lot of people might look at me and and well, God hadn't met you, really, but I, I I was talking to Nathaniel, my son, and and I was telling him I have to live. On this earth, I don't live up here right. above all of this. I live on this earth. And so I, but what I know, that that's the thing is that the Lord God has, not just because it's taught to me, but he has shown me he has truly never left my side. There you go. Amen. He has truly I don't remember good. I don't remember. I, re I can tell you all about my childhood, but I can't remember my kids' childhood. But I just know that the Lord truly has never left me or forsaken me. Yeah. And I think that it's a, it's a blessing to know that He's he's there with me to help me and he gave me Bill Petty to help me and and Danny Ray to help me and you know, y'all all in one way or another, even if you just remind me of something, you help me and, and God has granted God has given that to That's me. That's right. 
I'm thankful. Tremendous need, tremendous need in your situation, in your life, but God has met. Even though it's hard to understand, we, we would not have drawn it out on the, this way. But still, God is faithful in the... And, you know, this is another thing. When you promised the day y'all got married, Bill, you had no idea, did you? But isn't that amazing? God is working out a, a miraculous story in your life. And I just see y'all as a trophy. And, and God's doing a great work. And so thank you for your testimony. I love to hear you when you get up and sing. And uh, so seeing, I'm going to read again from uh, what we, something we read this morning. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. Because you see, you know, wavering like a sea driven and tossed by the waves, you know, by the wind. That, that's, some Christians live that way. They're up on the mountaintop one day, they're down in the valley the next. God wants us to be holding fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. I'm going to tell you, people say, you just don't understand, or people don't understand. I may not. I haven't walked in your moccasins. You're not walking in my moccasins. But let me just tell you, Jesus understands. Don't look at me, don't look at me and tell me that you, do, you believe Jesus doesn't understand. Because that's as close to denying the Word of God as you can get. Jesus understands where you are. He is, if he is, if you're born again, he is living inside of you. He's living in you and he's walking with you through your circumstance, through your situation. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but with, in all points, tempted like as we are, yet without sin. I know you're, some of you may remember, but I did have a young man in that other building before this building was built. He just said, he told me, and he was a teenager. He was probably like 18-ish, 17, 18, big old tall guy. And he looked me straight in the face. He said, I just don't believe you can say Jesus was without sin. I mean, he just, he just denied the fact that Jesus is God, that he's sin-free. And, and I don't, you know, I'm kind of a, on the simple side. And by the way, I kind of lean toward preaching messages that are very basic and very practical. And um, uh, I tried to be John MacArthur one day and I found out I couldn't. So I decided to go back and be myself. But um, when the Bible says yet without sin, you know what? As a little child with childlike faith, I just believe that. My mind, I don't even start trying to think of any, anything that would be contrary. I believe it like a little child. The Bible says, yet without sin. And that's our Lord. But he understands. He, had, he was wrapped in a human body, but he was God at the same time. 100% man, 100% God. But I believe with all of my heart, no matter where you are, what you're going through, the struggle that we're facing in life, whatever it is, I believe our Lord Jesus understands. And he is, he, is, he is there with us, but he understands what we're going through. So I think the key is, a big key is knowing where to go 
And we have to remind ourselves. That's why it's important to encourage each other. To, if somebody's saying, you know, uh, people are saying this or whatever, we need to keep going back to the Word of God and go to the right source. Don't go to the crowd. Because I'm going to tell you, most of the time the crowd's going to give you wrong information. But the Word of God, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy. And boy, I tell you, do we, do we need mercy? Do we need mercy and find grace and find... I love that. You know, as I was reading that and studying that this week, it's like, and find grace. That word came off the page like it's never come off the page to me before, ever. I mean, I've, I've read that verse. I've used that verse. I've, but I may find grace because I'm seeking. I'm going to the right person. I'm going to the right source. And I'm seeking and I'll find grace to help in time of need. So now then, let me just one other quick thought. And then we're going to see if you have anything to, to encourage. <clears throat> but going to the right place, this leads me to say, and this, this is a daily, and God taught me this verse years and years and years ago. I mean, it, this, this has been with me because, you see, when I surrendered to preach, I knew, I mean, I was, I was a barely graduate. I barely got out of high school. I had repeat courses. I had to go to summer school. My horse, I couldn't ride my horse. Was, my parents, that's how they punished me. They would tell me, you couldn't ride your horse for six weeks until your grades come up. They'd come up for one time, then they'd go back down. But uh, so, so when I surrendered to preach, you know, I just said, God, what have I done? I mean, I, I was so excited about leaving school and saying I never have to study again. And then I became a pastor. And, I, and when I went to the first church, honestly, this is honest truth, I had one sermon in my pocket. Had one sermon. And I thought, Lord, what am I going to do next week? And so, I start, so God started teaching me. It was like a crash course. It's like a crash course, and he, and he led me to certain key verses, but this one, it says, verse 5 of James chapter 1, if any of you lack wisdom, and I said, that, that's me, God. If any of you lack wisdom, and I said, oh, God, that is me. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm doing here. And if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of Facebook. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask his neighbor. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask his friends. No, if you lack wisdom, ask God. Go to God. Isn't it amazing? I mean, I am still amazed at some things that I hear from people. As they're telling their stories and they're saying, well, you know, I went to, with so-and-so and I did this and I did that and this is what they said. And I'm thinking, why are you wasting time going to them? Why don't you just go directly to, to the source? Go to God. Go to His Word. 
And so if any of you lack wisdom, and is there anybody here that would say, that doesn't apply to me? Yahoo, I, I need it. I need wisdom. If any of you lack wisdom, let him or her ask of God. Now then, this ties together what we looked at this morning. That giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Now, you've heard this before, but you have to be reminded. Here we're talking about a well of, a well of resources, a storehouse of resources that are, that are endless. God's supply. He never runs out. He never will run out. He is, there's nothing there that will ever indicate that, you know, well, have to wait till next month because God's got to kind of build back up his resources. God's resources will never run out. And so if any of you lack wisdom, letting us ask of God that give it to all men liberally. He gives to... That means he just gives over and over and over and over and over again. God will continue. But I think the key is so many people say, oh, I've done that. Ask. If you lack wisdom, you've got to ask for help. You've got to go to God. You've got to ask God. Now, I'm going to tell you, I think pride can really hinder. Pride can really hurt our this walk. You could be too proud to say, I have a need, or I, I don't, that, that's too easy. I don't, I don't need God's wisdom. I can figure this out. And it's like Jerry Benjamin, I remember him saying, you know, uh, the Israelites said, God will take it from here. You know, God will take it from here. No, I think, I think the part of being meek and being humble is admitting I need God's wisdom. And I promise you, if there's one thing I've learned in this life, if there's one thing, I every week I ask God for wisdom. And I think the elders would say, the majority of our elders' meetings, we cry out for God's wisdom. There's no, we have to. Because there are things too complicated. We can't figure it out. And we don't have the perspective that God has. It's God's perspective. We need to be able to see things from his vantage point and his viewpoint. Let, let me just give you a couple of quick examples. From his viewpoint, he loves a family that gets along. He loves, he loves a family that gets along. The Bible is very clear. He hates sowing seeds of discord. And I think when that happens, I believe there are consequences to that. When you sow seeds of discord, there are consequences. So we have to be aware that when we see things from God's vantage point, from God's viewpoint, we need to be aware that for, if we're asking God for wisdom, we're going to want to do things the way God wants them done, the way he's laid out in his word. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God that give it to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. So, and there's more to it, but I just want you to think, God is in the business of meeting needs. 
So I want to ask you, is there anybody here had a need met that was basically something kind of supernatural where you just thought there's no way this is going to happen? Anybody have anything that you could encourage the rest of us with? Yes, ma'am. All right, right here and then Dick. Right there in the back. Now, if you guys will be careful, one of you might get some cheese and crackers. Thank you. <laughs> um, something happened this week. My grandmother passed away on, on Friday at noon, and uh, we had an event on Saturday. So um, we hadn't bought anything as far as the, the things I was waiting to buy at the last minute so I could take it to the <laughs> church that let us use it and then put it in the refrigerator. And so I, I didn't get to do that, but um, I went and got provided somebody to go to the store for me, somebody to help me decorate. And then at the event, driving at 6.30 in the morning on Saturday, I was crying. I said, Lord, I, you know I can't do this. This is an all-day thing where I, where I have to do a lot of things and think of my mind wasn't on any of that. And I said, you just have to take over, Lord, because I can't do it. You know, it's got to be on you. And... It's always on him anyways, but, um, and then seeing uh, Mateo up there and doing the, I mean, directing the whole things, games and the prayer and the um, <clears throat> gospel presentation. I mean, it just, thank the Lord God sent Danny as well, because he wasn't supposed to be here. God brought him as well, Daniel, and to help out. And so uh, we just saw God's hand in the whole a beautiful event where the gospel was presented. So many teens became came to know the Lord. It was uh, we invited a hundred teens. It was about ninety that went, ninety two. Um, but um, it was you know provided everything we needed. It's just His power using us as His tools, and He did all the work, and we were just watching Him do what He did. Just Amen. amazing what that the Lord can do. It, that is exciting. That is very exciting. And, and we're just seeing it. And we're kind of hearing these accounts, these stories and what God's doing. And it is. But he the, he loves to do this. He just needs vessels to to use to do it. All right. So Dick, Dick Bogner. That was recently. Mine's way back. Um, my boss told me to go to Hong Kong, get this company up running boards, thousand a day. So I, I, I got it pretty much going before I left. So I get there, and after about a week, I am really discouraged. Everything's going good, but I was discouraged. So I just asked the Lord. I said, Lord, I need encouragement. So this was Sunday. So I called down the desk. First church, I, first church I called, they already had started. They said, but there's this Kowloon Baptist Church. And so I said, okay, let's get a cab, come over and pick me up and drop me off. So they wrote it in Chinese so that the cab driver knew where to go. I went over there and they said, um, do you mind, this is right before our service, do you mind going in a mixed class? I said, no, that's fine, Sunday school class. So I went in there. Your encouraging message. I went into, and then and in that class after it was over, he said, where are you from? I said, uh, at the time we were living in South Carolina. And I said, I'm from South Carolina. I said, where at? I said, Anderson. Oh, we're from Anderson, and they're from Anderson, and they're from Clemson. <laughs> 
And he said, my husband was pastor of North Anderson Baptist Church for over 20 years, and we just moved to, to being missionaries to Japan, and this is a little R&R &R for us right now. We're just over here in Hong Kong, and then we're going to go back. And so they went into the next service, and they're all speaking English. And um, so I went to that service, another encouraging message. So you think, well, that's good. That's it. That's it. The Lord gave me an encouraging message, and that wasn't the end of it. So one of the guys that was in the, the Sunday school class said, uh, I'm going to lunch. My wife's back, and she just flew back to South Carolina, so um, you need some... You need somebody to go to lunch with you? And I said, yeah, it'd be great. So I went with him to lunch. And so I was talking to him at lunch, and he says, uh, who do you work for? And I said, we work for NCR. He says, oh, you know, my wife's a temp. She sews and she does quilting and stuff, and then she gets tired of that, and then she goes to work for as a temp for people. <laughs> and he says, I think she worked for NCR one time. I said, what's her name? Her name is Bob. I said, that, she worked for me. <laughs> there was about a six-week period where I needed a secretary, and she was it. And I said, not only that, is I have your card in my back pocket. <laughs> because you started a, a barbecue place, and uh, when your wife left, she said, here's a card, Stop with, bring your group over, and we'll have barbecue, and have barbecue. I said, sure. So I put it in my pocket. And so God was so good. He, I was so encouraged after that. I got back to the hotel. And so God met my need there of, of encouragement that day. Amen. Amen. And he, he just... Uh, exactly. Exactly. I mean, it happens. If we start paying attention, you'll see God's working in every angle of your life. You know, if you just, if we'll just be alert to it. Watch and see what God's doing. He wants to do more than we... We haven't even started. You know, may I just be... I, I, I can get myself in a lot of trouble, but let me just say, I know this could be a, kind of a discouraging time for our church, okay? You know, we've had staff members leave and things, and we're kind of looking up saying, what in the world are we going to do here? You know what? I, I mean... It, I don't know what we're going to do either, but let me just say this. This is an opportunity for our church. I mean, this is not the time for everybody to say, well, I'm out of here. This is a wonderful opportunity for all of us to say, as I've had some of you young couples say to me, it's now time to step up. It's now I've been I've been I've been in the pube and sitting here been all this. It's now time for me to take a little bit of the load. It's time for me to do something. And rather than see it as a negative, why don't we see it as this is an opportunity to see God do something really spectacular? And it will be spectacular. It will be miraculous. I mean, because there are people, and, I, and I'm convinced of this, and, and I, I think I've got some pretty good factual information. I think there's some people that would love to see North Belt shut down. I believe that with all my heart because, I mean, there are former members that have come and gone from here that went through ATI and went through North Belt and everything. And we know they had detox meetings in a certain home to detox from North Belt. 
And so they don't care. They call. They say we're a cult. They say we're legalistic. I, somebody told me one time we were out to dinner and they said, Pastor, why don't you just remove the dress code? I said, what dress code? He said, the dress code at the church, remove it. I said, we don't have a dress code. I said, now my wife dresses the way she dresses, but she dresses that way whether we're at home or whether we're at church or whatever. I mean, that's just a... That's just our policy. But we don't, and we did have, back in those days, we did have, I would consider, more conservative dress than even we do today. But there's no dress code. So I am pretty well convinced there are people that would love to see North Belt shut down. And I know one for sure, Satan doesn't want us, because we love children. Satan hates children. We love families. We love jurisdiction. And we love the Word of God. So this is an opportunity, I believe, with all of my heart, and I'm not just saying this. I, listen, when we came, it was a lot worse shape than it is today. But listen, God is on his throne. God has never left. God has not changed. And it's time for us to put into practice the things that we've learned. And let's see, God will look back in two or three years. And I think we're going to be shocked to see what a miraculous thing God has done. Let me just say this, and uh, according to Mrs. Zepeda and the reports that they've given, since, and I, I don't know exactly, but I'm just going to say, in the last three months on this church property, more souls have been converted on this church property than in the last 30 years. Did anybody hear that? More souls have been converted to Jesus Christ on this church property in the last three months than has happened in the last 30 years. Does anybody see that? Could anybody say, hallelujah, praise God? God's it, you know, we're at a low, we're at a low, you know, all this stuff. But look what God's doing. It's miraculous. And let's don't, this don't overlook the hand of God. I mean, I really believe every soul is precious. If it was just one, but it's been hundreds. But if it was just one, one soul is precious to God. One. But it's been hundreds. And so let's don't let the devil put, you know, a bad word out that, you know, it did dying and, you know, going under and all that. That is, that is a lie from the pit of hell. And I stand with the word of God to rebuke that kind of thinking. So if we know where to go, who to go to, it's go to God and ask him for what? What are we going to ask him for? For just start off with how about wisdom? This is asking for a little bit of wisdom because uh, I, need, I need it and the elders need it. When you pray, remember to pray for the elders. If the elders will have wisdom, we need wisdom. We need, we've got a lot of decisions, a lot of things going on, a lot of things we're trying to work through. And, uh, but we need God's wisdom. But I am certainly not in the panicking mode and I'm not in a uh, down, discouraged mode. I, I just see it as an opportunity. It's something God is wanting to do really special here at our church.
And I'm going to just say thank you for being here and thank you for being so faithful. So anybody else? We've got about five or six minutes. Okay. Yes, sir. <clears throat> and then another one right here. Another one as soon as uh, we get through. All right. Go ahead. Wow. Amen. And five years later, I get hit again. Oh. Break both bones down here in my right leg. And proceeded to get up, and my legs separated. Oh, please. That was another year that I was supposed to go. And about six months later, I was relieved to go back to work. Wow. And Have you ever considered Uber? <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm sorry it's getting closer to Sunday night and I just I, I really can't control myself <laughs> it's like the first time I get hit I'm sitting there practically why God why why out of anger and I don't remember if I fell asleep down in the holding area or once I got up to my room but at some point, I went to sleep. Then I woke up, and my attitude changed. Back to the question, okay, Lord, why did this happen? Are you trying to teach me something, get my attention? And since that time, back in 1991, I mean, this week will be 32 years. Wow. I have not... In anger, question God. Amen. But there's just some of those times where, okay, God's got you down flat. You can't go anywhere, do anything. And it's so good to be able to turn to Him and say, okay, Lord, what do I need to learn here? Right. You show up. Right. And that, and that's, you know, we have people say, <clears throat> "I'm confined to my home. I'm, uh, I'm confined. I can't go anywhere." You know, there is one thing a person could always do. I mean, you could be strapped in your bed. You can still pray. And I'm going to tell you what: when people realize they they can have a ministry of prayer, <clears throat> maybe more powerful ministry than anything that's going on. Seriously, I mean, if they could just realize the importance, because we, you've heard me say. That when this one passed away, we could sense a, a loss. Another one passed away, you know, Mrs. Brandon and Skip Smith's dad, different ones. We could say, we, I mean, I don't go on feelings, I go on facts, but I mean, we could literally feel the lack of prayer from those, when those two went home, be it the Lord. Okay, Nathan? When we uh, came back to the States this last time, we had a very, uh, tangible need for a place to live. 
And we got back and we kind of figured out what it was going to cost to live in America because we've never done the adult life in America before. And so uh, we sat down with our money and realized that um, it wasn't going to go very far. And so we said, well, we're going to have to have to talk to the Lord about this. But we figured, well, if we're going to ask him for something, uh, go big or go home. And so we, we put together a list of things that we wanted to see in a house. Now, we knew that God didn't have to provide all those things that we wanted. Um, you know, we would have been thankful for a roof over our heads. Um, but we put together a list, and so we went to the Lord, and we said, we have a need. We need a house. And if you're going to give us a house and you're looking, you've got several options. This is what we'd like to see. And um, <laughs> later that day, uh, somebody called us and said, uh, Old friends of Caitlin's, um, they had the house next door to them. Their elder, you know, elderly, an elderly mother had lived there until she passed away, and it was just sitting there vacant. And it didn't have everything that we had on the list, but um, God provided. And uh, and the main thing was was that financially we were able to afford it. So, amen. amen. But and it, it was also fully furnished, which is nice when you're missionaries and you you showed up and you don't you didn't we you know we didn't bring furniture in our suitcases. So. Um, <laughs> But I was thinking, too, that, you know, those are like the fun stories of God's provision. And I was thinking that um, that sometimes God provides, sometimes we have other needs that we don't recognize. And I was just thinking, I, I remember, um, well, put it this way, sometimes God provides those needs through hard times. Sometimes right. there's no way to to meet those. Sometimes you can't give somebody. You can't give somebody more patience. You can't give them more faith. You can't give someone right. something. The only way to give them that is to th- throw them into the fiery furnace, and right. then you have to rely on the Lord. I, there, was, there was one time um, we run this summer ministry project, and usually I, it's me and, and my missionary partner that run it, and one year something happened in their family, and he wasn't going to be able to be there for the first three weeks of our uh, missions project. And he told me that, and I was just, I was literally sick to my stomach for probably at least 24 hours at the thought that I was going to have to run this summer project all by myself. Right. And then um, and then one, at some point, I just kind of came to my senses. I'm like, this is ridiculous. This is God's project. This is God's gospel that we're going to try to, you know, proclaim. And so why am I worrying about this? And so I said, Lord, this is your project. I'm, I'm going to work my little tail off getting ready for it, but I'm not going to worry about it anymore. It's your project. You worry about it. And uh, I guess you could say I had a need to learn to trust the Lord more and maybe a need to develop some leadership skills because that's not my forte either. And the only way God could provide that was by throwing me in the meat grinder. And uh, And so he provided some provided for our needs, or provided for my needs uh, in that way. It wasn't, the, it wasn't the most fun way of providing a need, but it was, it was a need and God provided. Right. It's called character building, right? And he knows how to build our character because he's conforming us to the image of Christ. And by the way, nobody ever said that was going to be easy. Because if I'm going to be like Christ, I look in the mirror and I'm so much Unlike Christ, there's got to be a lot of chipping away to do. And so God's he's good at it. He knows he knows exactly how to do it. Yes, ma'am. All right. Right over here. 
Well, I think I could tell a lot of stories about how God's provided our needs, but a couple of things I wanted to say was I don't know how many times as a mother being at home and being exasperated, not knowing what to do and crying out for wisdom, God answered so quickly. And I I just, what an amazing tool, you know, when you're just desperate. It's there, isn't it? I mean, and we just over, that's too easy. Right. (laughs) And then the other thing I wanted to say, uh, it's another parenting deal, um, we started realizing after we had opened our, our hearts to whatever children God wanted to give us, how God every time would give us a raise. And it was so amazing that we start when we started realizing that. And so then I wouldn't be pregnant and Dwight would get a raise and he'd say, so are you expecting? <laughs> and, you know, probably so. I would come up and realize I was pregnant. But uh, I wish we would have documented that from the beginning. We didn't know to do that. But it was uncanny how many times that that happened. And it was just God providing for our need of a bigger family, you know. Amen. Well, God is good. Yeah. And so, you know, so kind of leave you with this today, okay? Could we just all commit to really turn into the Lord, go into the source, go in the right person, go in the right one, the great high priest, but asking for wisdom more times this coming week than we ever did last week, okay? Let's try to ask for wisdom and, and look and, and see life. That's, I think that is one of the best. To me, it's seeing life from God's perspective. Seeing the way we relate to each other from God's perspective. And so let's pray that we will use this tool, this word, in a way, and, and we, there's no way to wear this out because there are so many illustrations, so many things that we all need to apply. So let's apply this. We've had the message. Now God's going to lead us into the truth. Okay, let's pray and then we'll have our invitation. Father, we thank you for the word. We thank you for the testimonies of the saints. We thank you for the encouragement. We just pray that you would accomplish your will. Help us to see things from your perspective, life, the life that you're leading us in. Help us to see what you mean by certain things in the word and help us to see it from your your, uh, perspective in life. I pray now that we would be obedient to you, we'd respond to you, that we'd be uh, uh, salt and light to the lost and dying world. I pray that today would be an encouraging day. We go home, we say it was good to be in the house of the Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.